0: Yo, welcome to the Three and D Pod. Thanks for joining us today. I'm here with my boy Wizzy Wayne. Yeah, buddy, was good. We got some news to drop today. A lot of highlights, returns. Speaking of Kawhi, a lot of uh, big 50-point games from the bearded one. There's a lot to talk about, so we're gonna get right to it. So let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> We have 3 dunks that we kind of scoped out this week that we believe are the number are the number ones. But we're going to rank them from 3 to 1. All right. I told Wayne I, I Wayne I think we're going to agree on this about which one's number 1, which one's number 3, which one's number 2. But we got 3 dunks. Number 1 not meaning the number 1 mm-hmm. ranked, just we're, we're just spitting them out right now. Ja Morant That boy. That dude doesn't know how to land. I feel like he's a highlight every single week now. Like Mm -hmm. you can almost, it can almost be guaranteed he's going to end up on ESPN. Yeah. And I was scared too because when he went out recently with like back spasms, I was like, no, we're going to get another great player who's going to just fall behind and because they're not having so great of a year and he's just going to end up like not playing that much, and we're not going to see him as much. But he came back, and he came back with a vengeance mm-hmm. on the whole country of Australia. <laughs> A.K.A. Mr. Baines. Baines, which, if you listen to one of our very first few episodes, we, we actually got love for Baines. We, we like Baines. Mm-hmm. But this dude got hammered on. Actually, I have the highlight right here. John Morant's at the top of the key. Also... I think it's fair to mention this is in, like, clutch time, Wayne. The score is 109 to 105. Grizzlies are up. John Morant, actually, in this game, he didn't have an amazing game. It, he wasn't even the top scorer or anything, but he mm-hmm. said, I'm taking the game into my hands, and there's 47 seconds left on in the fourth quarter. Baines picks him up on the perimeter, and this dude just backs up, drives in, and whoo!
1: And what's crazy is I saw um, a video of that – Crossover, it's the same crossover he did when he was in college, with the same result. He hit that like stutter step and drop cross to the left, and then came in and dunked with his right hand. Yes, and I'm just like, first off, I mean, if you're going left, go ahead and go with the left hand. But he said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna be disrespectful. Let me go right, dude. I'm that gonna give was you a chance nasty. to block it. That you ain't was gonna block nasty. That nasty. The way he brought it over and just said, here, let me hang this coat. Right. He was actually
0: – he had it in his left hand first. And yeah. then as he's jumping up, he switches to his right and just freaking baptized Aaron <laughs> Baines. Bro. And, if... and, and again, that was in clutch time, too. That was pretty dope. Um, the other one was the Heat's Kendrick Nunn, who's had a great week and really just a great season overall, uh, being a, an undrafted dude putting up putting up numbers on what looks to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, in this Lakers versus Miami game, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, um, throws down a nasty one over JaVale McGee. Mr. Shaqton the Fool himself. So Kendrick Nunn's out on the perimeter. He gets the switch off from KCP onto JaVale, and ooh, good night. Right on top of him. God dang, Dion, Gosh. Uh, and then the last one is which I, I don't – that was only in the first quarter, so as far as, like, is this clutch or not, I am i don't think it really was. No, he was having fun. And then the last one, this was fun to see. Uh, poor Zingas, given his kind of up-and-down season and Could with, with all the attention on Luka Doncic, he finally mm-hmm. gets some love when they were over in uh, Mexico City.
1: Vive la Mexico!
0: Vive la Mexico. Uh, he drives it in on Andre Drummond, Pump fakes on Blake Griffin, drives in, and just... This is almost sort of similar to the jaw dunk in a yeah. weird way, Wayne.
1: Because he kind of goes from the left and then brings it right and then, like, hangs it.
0: Yes. Which, Which, this was nasty.
1: First off, Andre Drummond sat in the paint for a good, like, three, four seconds and still allowed himself to get dunked on. Yes. I put all that on Drummond. <laughs> he yeah. sat there and watched Chris Stavs go from the three-point line to the paint and so you know what i'm gonna wait for him
0: i mean I, w- I will give him credit though he drummond did jump with him he did but when you're known as which i don't know if drummond is necessarily known as like a top shot blocker mm-hmm. but if you're going to be a shot blocker you pretty much have signed up like javel mcgee to know that you're probably going to get dunked on a lot in your career and you just have to deal with that you got to take it but hey i'd I'd like one of those guys on my team just to hold it down in the paint. More than likely, you're going to get more blocks than you're going to get dunked on. So. Yeah, that's true. You'll take it. All right. So what are we thinking, Wayne? Is this a is this an easy choice at number three? Who do you think is coming in at number three? I think it's Kendrick Nunn over JaVale. Oh,
1: you're putting that one number three?
0: Yeah. What do you think? I'm putting the
1: Kristaps one at number three. Really? Yeah. Why? Only because Christop- I mean, uh, Kendrick Nunn dunked on Javelle McGee. Now, JaVale McGee is not a small human being. Now, Drummond is not a small human being either, but JaVale McGee, to me, is a little more menacing than Andre Drummond. And so I give Kendrick Nunn just... He's a smaller guy, and just being able to take that into the paint and dunking on JaVale McGee.
0: A rookie on a vet. I mean, I yeah. guess that's what Ja is, too, but...
1: Like, that... I give that to Kendrick Nunn over the Kristaps one. I mean, Kristaps... It's like just two big dudes just going at it. I mean, yeah. one of them is going to win. Yeah. So... Crystal just happened to win so that. So you time. got
0: uh Porzingis at three and I got Kendrick Nunn at three. So yeah. w- w- what do you have at two? I got Kendrick at two. Kendrick Nunn. I got Porzingis at two. M- mainly for me, him being at two, it's like a kind of rev- of a revival for him. Just like we finally get to see him do like one of those highlight dunks that he used to do in new york mm-hmm. and it was kind of like reviving as a fan yeah um and so that helped and i just felt like the elevation over drummond um he did was get just, up was just a lot better than kendrick nunn kind of sliding off to the side and like dunking around JaVale's arm mm-hmm. whereas like Christops was literally over on top he hung, he hung the drummond.
1: coat on the hanger like <laughs> straight up
0: come on in <laughs> hang your coat here yeah uh so I I I just felt like that one was going to be the better one for okay. me at too. But I think we agree number 1. Ja is just killing it right now and at number 1 this week. He man, he made a statement with that one. Yeah. And the cherry on top being that it was in clutch time. Mhm. It was like it was it was the cherry on top for their victory over the the Suns who are really trying to be competitive and the Memphis said we don't care. We're, <laughs> we're coming in to do work. So We have
1: a we have a cold rookie who's here to jump all over your center.
0: I can't wait to see what John Morant does this week. Oh, man. I don't know who they're facing, but I can guarantee he's going to do some sort of yeah. behind the back, flip it off the glass or some, some sort of. highlight dunk. is coming from but him. We've kind of been waiting for him to do it like a dunk, though. Yeah. Because in college, we knew he could dunk because yeah. he got up. But we haven't seen one of those like we saw over Baines yet in the NBA. And mm-hmm. so I was glad when he finally did it because we've seen the flashy like, you know, behind the back, this and that. The high-scoring games, but to see one of those, like, highlight dunks, it was like, welcome to the league, young fella. Yeah, he's
1: he's finally getting comfortable a little bit, and so his game's about to, like, e- explode a little bit more. Yeah. And now we're going to see them bunnies coming out, man.
0: You think they're uh, Memphis is going to be a force to be reckoned with in a few years? In a few years, yeah. With Ja and Jaron Jackson Jr., those guys kind of at the helm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They'll need some more pieces around them, and I think they need to get rid of the—not get rid of the term, grit and grind— but grit and grind when Zach Randolph and uh, Mark Gasol and Tony that Allen was, that was grit and grind those those were grit and grind but it just wasn't effective and especially because those guys were like right in the transition of like the new NBA of sh- jacking up threes and everything so hopefully grit and grind for this team just means that like they're just dudes that hustle but they're also a team made up of guys who can still like shoot threes and be current within the NBA yeah. that's my hope for them. All right, your ex uh your ex-boyfriend Kawhi Leonard. Hey, hey, hey. What it do, baby? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know, man. Former Spurs
0: it. player. Um, made his return to Toronto where he won a championship last season. A mm-hmm. one-year mm-hmm. rental, but a pretty good one-year rental. Yeah. Like One of the you best got a championship. <laughs> yeah. You got a championship out of it. You can't even be mad at that. But Wayne, what did you think about the his return I guess what did you expect from the Toronto fan base coming in? Just give me your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I I figured Toronto wouldn't – they wouldn't boo him like San Antonio does every time he comes back. Like, he brought an entire country, a championship. That doesn't – that's not – He didn't really
0: force his way out of Toronto like he did San Antonio. Yeah.
1: That's – that comes with respect. And so the fans, like, respect him. And Look, even though you left us, you brought us a championship, and then you left us. You gave us a ring – and then you said, "All right, I did my job. I'm, I'm out of here."
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Canadians are too nice to boo.
1: Yeah. And it's not like he went to he went over there and then like fell short, and then left. It was like, "Oh, we didn't get the job done. All right, bye." No, he gave he he fulfilled what he came there to do, and then he was like, "Okay, I did what I I did what I had to do. Now I'm gonna go somewhere else where I feel a little more comfortable, sign a big contract, do whatever." And so, I kind of expected them to cheer. I didn't expect that tribute video to be so dope though. Yo.
0: God dang. If you didn't see the tribute video, I I would recommend all of you guys go back and watch that because it's in it's incredible. Whoever made that, whatever team assembled that, y'all all are getting a raise this year. Yeah. Bump it up.
1: And I'm not from my pocket, but I mean, hopefully they recognize your greatness.
0: Uh, I'll start a GoFundMe for you, but yeah. I can't uh, necessarily contribute. <laughs> I got bills to pay. I'll I got little Crosby to feed. Yeah, little Crosby. Um yeah, the the video was Amazing, especially that one part where really the most iconic highlight or play from Kwai's tenor with Toronto was that play against Philly where he But it's it's funny because that wasn't like a shot to like even like send them to the finals or anything like that. It was the semi conference finals to Mm -hmm. get them to the conference finals. So it wasn't like it was crazy, dude. It was a big deal. Like he got them out of that round into a new one. Um but that was like the pinnacle of his time at Toronto it was like the shot heard around the world like mm-hmm. driving to the corner rising up that shot bouncing on the rim however many times it did and dropping in and you just see the emotion from him which you don't really ever see Yeah you never see emotion on that guy man Yeah I and, love it though And so in that video if you go back and watch it they trace his uh, roughly his footsteps of where he stepped for that play and then put a uh, like a spotlight on the rim where he made that And then the video continued on. So it was like they took the video and transitioned it into real time on the court. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really cool idea. Um, Shout out to the to the creative team over there. That was uh, that was dope. Yeah. Even though Kawhi left, he's still my favorite player in the league, man. Dude. Hands down. And he's I mean, is he the
1: best player in the league? I would arguably say healthy. Yes. I would say yes. Because he's dominant on both sides of the floor. Like he doesn't take he doesn't take breaks
0: on either side of the floor and his game is just so like it's so like robotic but in a nice way yeah like he's just so clean with his footwork Mm-hmm. and he knows when to rise up and every now and then he's not like an amazing three-point shooter but he will get you a three-point bucket if he needs to mm-hmm. um i felt like his three-point shooting was a little bit better in san antonio but i also know since then he's hasn't been as dinged up um as he as he was in like Toronto and even now with the Clippers. But yeah, he's a cause an, dude an has huge player. hands. Yeah. Golly. he could literally just squish your face. Like if he put his hand to your face, he could just yeah. crush it.
1: And it and then you're dead. You're Straight dead. Down.
0: The claw killed. The claw. Um speaking of which on, on that same game which the Raptors didn't really come through in this one they lost to um the Clippers and Kawhi scored, like, an easy 23 points. But the Raptors had some dope jerseys and also an amazing-looking throwback court. And I sent this over to uh, to Wayne, and I just I begged the question. I said, you know, what? which one of these courts, in terms of the Grizzlies versus the Raptors, like, which one is the better court? Because for the Raptors, of course, you got the old-school... Literal raptor in the center of the court, mm-hmm. but then you got these cool looking like a raptor footprints tracing across uh, half the court, um, and then the 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 purple paint. I thought it was really cool. Plus their jerseys were were awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the Grizzlies, which kind of the same effect as like the the footprints from the the Raptors. They have like the claws of like an actual grizzly bear. Yeah. Plus. I just feel like that logo is so timeless. Plus the hand at the free throw line covering the ball. If if I were to choose Wayne between these two as far as jersey and court go, I'm voting Memphis for this one. You going Memphis? I'm going Memphis. Wow. Are you going Memphis or Raptors? I'm going Raptors, man. Mm. I'm a big fan, and here's, here's why. I like I the like, color of the Memphis blue, I, though.
1: Yeah, I do like that color a lot, and this wasn't an easy pick by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm a huge fan of, like, when you have that black, and then you uh, you know add different uh, accents to it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So for me, even though I hate purple, that black with the purple and red like that just pops to me, man. That just makes it looks menacing, but it also looks real dope at the same time. Like you should be scared of it,
0: but you also want to rock that on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus Memphis is kind of cheating in this because that wasn't really Memphis. Mm-hmm. That was oh Vancouver. That Vancouver, yeah. So it's almost like they're admitting like y'all had a better design <laughs> yeah. and we want to take it back. Honestly, some of these teams that do these throwback jerseys and stuff, I'm like you might as well go back to it. It's really that yeah. good. Why change it? Mm-hmm. Like and if and if your fan base is like encouraged by what they see when that you do those throwbacks and they'd rather see that than your regular ones, just make those your regular ones. Why mm-hmm. not? You know? I think Both the Raptors and the Grizzlies could benefit from that. But they got some awesome-looking courts plus jerseys. Side note, I also really love the Miami Vice ones. Woo!
1: Those Miami Vice ones? The blue and pink ones? Yes. Dude, if they could go back to that and just be Miami Vice, heat or what, I don't care. Just be that. Yes. I'm
0: cool. Speaking of which, that's a great segue, Wayne. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm a segue master. I, I believe the team of the week, in my opinion, or just the team that has the most discussion around them right now are the Heat. Yeah. And they're on fire. They're on fire, literally. Heated. Mm-hmm. They are heated right now. Yes, sir. But they have Jimmy Butler, who a lot of people around the league didn't consider him to be one to like lead a team, but he's leading these guys really well, and it's the perfect – blend of guys around him just young scrappy dudes who were like underappreciated like Jimmy Butler was a second round pick and ended up being a star like yeah he gravitates to these dudes who are like counted out like mm-hmm. Tyler Hero is like a late first round pick Kendrick Nunn wasn't even drafted Bam Adebayo has really made a name for himself and then just even speak up speak about the vets like James Johnson and Goran Dragic. like this team is like the underdog team, but they play scrappy. Yeah, They play together and it, and they find a way to get wins.
1: Yeah, and I, I remember talking about this when we were talking about um who were like our our seeding for the 8 through 1 in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And how Jimmy Butler, like he wasn't a superstar on the court, but he's a superstar off the court and it's showing how he's rallying these guys around him day in and day out to, you know, be on their best, you know, be on their best game or whatever and take out these top-tier teams, or at least make it interesting. Like, right. we're hanging in there. They're hanging in with, like, the Lakers, who are number one in the West. Have the, They have the best record in the NBA right now, right, with, like, three losses, something like that, four? Yeah, or?
0: both the Bucks and the Lakers yeah. and have, so, like, the same record.
1: And so, like, they're hanging in there, only losing by three points to the Lakers, who are considered, the like, one of the best teams in the NBA right now. And
0: we talk about that game. I was kind of, like, we had some friends over on, friday night but i had the tv in the background Mm -hmm. so i was like participating in a board (laughs) game and also like veering up at the tv but i had to stand up for those last like two minutes when the heat were down by three Mm -hmm. jimmy butler had an opportunity to close it and he got a good look he pump faked it in the corner yeah and then pulled up and just came up a little bit short but if i'm the heat i can't even really be mad at you know how we've been playing and that was their first loss at home this season. Yeah, that's right. It sucks that it was LeBron, somebody who used to be on your team just coming back to strike yeah. you down, but uh-huh. at the same time, they they look great. Their jerseys look great. Mhm. I loved those pink ones last year too. Oh, the They um, had the pink Miami Vice last year. Yeah. The all pink? Yes. Okay. But I don't, I think they're only doing one per year. Like they're not mixing the Vice ones together. Dude. Like, they're just focusing on the blue this year.
1: Yeah, that those jerseys, man, they get me. Bam, I'll buy one.
0: Bam Adebayo, which, man, what a great name. Bam. Bam, bam. He's, like, he's had two triple-doubles this week. Wow. And God dang. He's becoming, like, the the team's facilitator. Uh, or When when he gets the ball kind of near the top of the free-throw line, he's just finding ways to, to almost be like a Draymond Green in Golden State. You know, just guys coming around picks you got good shooters on that team um tyler hero and the other dude who i'm drawing a blank on his name let me check in the slack right here slack because i want to give him credit he's been balling out oh duncan robinson the other night he had 34 points 10 threes 10 threes let that sink in That's a lot of threes. I know we hear (laughs) that nowadays, and we're like, oh, that's been done before. That's a lot of threes in an NBA game. Um, So they have shooters around him, and Bam Adebayo is finding ways to just kind of bang down low and also get guys involved. I could see him being an all-star in the East this year for sure. Okay. Uh, Definitely a dark horse. But, yeah, Bam's doing his thing. Jimmy Butler uh, in that same game. And this was against the – speaking away from the, the Lakers game when they face the Hawks. Oh, no. Oh, 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 man. Trey Young made a great pass. I think it was a pass uh, to to bring the Hawks up by six points with about 56 seconds left. And the score is like 117 to 111. Trey makes a great pass. And then they're getting back down the court or, or the heat call timeout. Trey looks to the crowd and he's like, it's over. It's over. You can see his lips motioning. Yeah. It's over. And Wayne, in my mind, I'm like, okay, my team's up six. There's only a less than a minute left. He's probably right. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't right. <laughs> oh, man. That's tough. Yeah. So Duncan Robinson comes down, scores a three. Now it's cut to three. Jimmy Butler makes the other three to bring them to overtime. And they end up winning by 14 in overtime god dang i heard it was something like a 24 to 0 run or something dude that if i don't know what i don't even know what to say like
1: you just premeditated a dub and it didn't work out like that's all i got to say has there ever been a time in your life where you celebrated too soon oh yeah plenty of times playing pickup basketball (laughs) <laughs> there have been plenty of times where I'm like, oh, it's over, dude. Like we played at like 15 and my team has like 12 and the other team has five. I'm like, oh, this is easy. And then the other teams like, oh, but y'all ain't there yet. Y'all ain't got fifteen yet. So let's go ahead and rack up these points. And then they end up winning like fifteen to twelve.
0: Pure example.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. I'm not saying that exactly happened, but like it's happened plenty of times to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna keep my mouth shut <laughs> until the last shot goes in. <laughs> and then I'm gonna celebrate with all those celebrations we talked about last week. Yes, I'm gonna run through every single one of them.
0: Hey, if y'all haven't listened to that episode yet, it's quick. It's about 16 minutes, and we rank our top NBA celebrations. So make sure you go check that out. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. Uh, it's funny because after that game, Wayne, uh, Trey Young went on Twitter, Twitter, and all he said was, "Welp." <laughs> <laughs> like, that was it. Welp. Yo. Yeah, so Trey Young says, Welp, on Twitter, and Jimmy Butler claps back, and Trey Young's tweet was more like a humble, like, Welp, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it is what it is, which which is cool to see that from him, but yeah, Jimmy Butler posts the highlight of Trey Young passing it down low to Alex Lynn to bring them up, six in the fourth quarter and it just cuts right to ot when it's winding down the clock and the score says 135 to 121 (laughs) heat and this is what jimmy butler says on the caption he says this man at trey young is a teller of the future he was right game was over (laughs) yo you love to see it yo that's dope i like that hey this this heat team is fun man they're just fun to watch uh, they're scrappy. They know how to get after it, and they know how to get wins. Mm-hmm. Shout out Eric Spolstra. Yeah. Definitely a Coach of the Year candidate. Spolstry. For sure. Uh, the other great game from this week was Minnesota versus the Clippers. Man, the Clippers did some work. You as, mean? As in their their duo. You want to talk about them a little bit? Was it Paul George had 46? 46, I Kawhi think.
1: Kawhi had 42? Yes. Combined for
0: 88 points. Woo! Ooh, golly, dude! Which we, makes it crazy to think at one point Kobe Bryant scored eighty one by himself. <laughs> just, I mean, just think like we're <laughs> amazed that two guys scored forty together.
1: Yeah, and then
0: and then one Kobe. dude scored eighty by himself. Yeah, and you're like, wow. I was thinking back to when I when I saw this Wayne of Paul George and Kawhi both scoring forty, and I think the the last time I can remember two teammates doing this was. LeBron and Kyrie when they were both in Cleveland. I think in the playoffs one time. I think it was in the finals when they came back from 3-1. I think I rem- yeah, I think it was a game in Cleveland they both ended up with a 40 piece. So that was the one like it, it reminded me of that now. Yeah. Obviously two bi- two different stages, but um yeah, the Clippers got to work in this one and then at the end Minnesota just Minnesota's really been a disappointment this year. Um I kind of thought near the beginning, like Kat had kind of turned the corner and was being more aggressive. Being a guy who was commanding this team, commanding the court, like just being almost mean in in some ways, like when he got in the fight with Kat. Um, With uh, Embiid. I'm sorry. Yeah, Embiid. But I've just seen careless mistakes from... Yeah, Wiggins has looked great too, but they've just kind of dropped off again. And it's been unfortunate to see. And now... I've been seeing Carl Anthony Towns' name around trade rumors. Ooh. And I don't think Minnesota is going to do that at all. But when you lose a lot, your name gets thrown around. Yeah. And when your name gets thrown around, teams can say all they want, but they know that it gets them thinking. It gets their own team thinking. Mm -hmm. Like, are we in the right position to win for the next few years? And I don't know if I see Minnesota being a force within the next few years. They kind of just are what they are.
1: Carl Anthony Towns, his, his style of basketball is just goofy to me. Like, it just looks like he's a big goof on the court. And sometimes it works, and then, you know, you see him go off for, like, 30-something points or whatever, and then sometimes it doesn't, and you see him airball a finger roll after having a wide-open lane. And I'm just like, huh, these two don't add up. <laughs> like, the game before, you're going to drop 35 with, you know, 10 rebounds and 7 assists. And in this game, I see you in clutch moments – Going up for a finger roll when you're a big dude, first of all, and then after like not only that you airball it and then catch the ball, dude, come on, shacking like, a fool, you shackling him you shacking a whole fool right there. He definitely
0: there. has duds for games. Like he he has great games and yeah. then he just kind of falls off. It's just um, weird to me. Yeah, it's it's rough to see. Um, but Clippers gave him the work this game. I I don't even know if. Lou Williams might have been out this game. Six men like Lou Will. Which is probably why PG and Kawhi took most of the load for this one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, down the stretch, Jeff Teague made some dumb mistakes. Uh, Robert Covington tried to throw a football pass to Teague at the end that went out of bounds, and it was just like mistake after mistake, and it just it, it wasn't working out. So uh, Clips get the win. It was a very entertaining game. Uh, up until those final moments, and then just Minnesota made some dumb mistakes and ended up with the loss. Hopefully, Minnesota can turn it around, uh, but these last few games have not looked promising for them. And then the bearded one. My boy, James Harden, back-to-back 50-point games. Hey, that man going to average, was it 40? So I've been checking, like I've I've been looking to see if it's ever gonna like bump up to forty, because I'm like, surely if you have a couple fifty point games and your average was already at thirty eight, like wouldn't you think that would bump you up right away? Uh huh. But it's still sitting at thirty eight. I think
1: thirty eight. Yeah. He gonna get there, dude. Playing like this,
0: he is going to get there. And his three ball has been back on par, which is why he's been scoring so much. You know what's crazy to me? It's like I'll watch the Rockets. It's up to 39.3 points. 39.3? Right so it's gone up a, a, a tad.
1: Okay. What's crazy to me is the fact that James Harden is known for that step back three. Like that's his step back three. Yeah. And I'm watching these games where I'm watching people guard James Harden. And, you know, there's some people who like play off of him and he'll hit him with that step back three. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people who are literally right on top of him playing the, like the best defense of their entire career. And they still hit him with a step back three, and it goes in. And yeah. I'm like, James, like, how, what? Who did you who did you sign your soul to before you started all this? Like, what is there? Is the power in the beard? Are you like Samson? Where if your beard gets cut, then you know your powers go away? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't understand. Because for me to be able to watch James Harden and like, I'll be watching. And I'm like, okay, he's about to hit a step back right here, and he'll do it. I'm like, if I'm watching and I'm seeing that.
0: It's amazing to me that guy, that guy's still. Foul him on the three.
1: Yeah. Like, you would think you, you, you learn by now to, like, put a hand up and, like, move out the way.
0: But and they'll go into stop him. Stop landing underneath dudes.
1: Yeah, that, that ticks me off. That's
0: what kills... I mean, that's what killed Kawhi in San Antonio, I feel that,
1: like. That's what started it. And I still blame Andrew Bogut for everything no, Zaza that happened. Pachulia. Oh, yeah, Zaza Pachulia. That's who it was. Not Bogut. Pachulia is the one who terrorizes the Spurs year in, year out.
0: I and hate I, him. I fear that's what's going to happen with... Harden at some point can't stand it because I almost feel like sometimes dudes are just angry like that he's so good out there yeah that they're like I'm gonna just foul him anyways whatever Mm -hmm. but it was against so his two 50 point games were against Cleveland and Orlando so not great teams obviously but still to put up 50 points in an NBA game is just hard to do yeah like you have to and you know what's funny about this Wayne is over the course of these two games, which he scored 109 points in the past two games, minus the dud last night against the Pistons, which I don't want to talk about. (laughs) D-Rose going off on us. D-Rose! Which Harden still scored 39 points last night on a back-to-back. He was probably gassed, and there was no Russell Westbrook playing, so... Um, But I digress. (laughs) But to put up that many points over that span, I saw... Very minim- minimal coverage about that from all platforms. Yeah. And I hear people say it all the time. They're just like, well, it's expected now. So it's like no hmm. longer amazing because it's expected. But let's say um, if Devontae Graham scored 55 points, everybody would be going crazy. But James Harden scores 55 or 54 or whatever, and it's just expected now. Yeah. It's just sad because it's like it's like it, it's we don't recognize greatness as much anymore.
1: Yeah, and I think because part of that expectedness is because James Harden does things like that so frequently and not everybody else is doing things like he is. Like there's no yeah. one playing the the game of basketball like he is. You can't defend him, period. No matter what position you play, you can't defend him. And so when you when you have a player like that, it's expected for him to go off for 50 points back to back or whatever. What's not expected is when he drops like 12 points or whatever. And right. then that's what they talk about is, oh, James Harden, he dropped yeah. 12 points, and what's wrong with him? I, I
0: guess that's what comes with the territory when you're a superstar is they're going to talk about your bad games more than they are about your good games. Yeah. Um, but over the course of those two games where he scored 55 and 54, he shot 10 of 18 from the three in one game and then 10 of 15 in the next game. So That's efficient. He was on fire from three in those last two games. Uh, so shout out to to James Harden for making it happen. Also, you know, being that he's been shooting more efficiently from 3, it has brought him up to 8th all-time on the all-time list for three-pointers made. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty amazing, Wayne. Okay. Sitting at the top is Ray Allen, then oh, we got of Reggie course. Miller, Steph Curry, Kyle Korver, Jason Terry, Vince Carter, Jamal Crawford, and then at 8 is James Harden, who surpassed Paul Pierce. Wow. So right now he's sitting at 2,156 threes. Okay. Ray Allen has 2,973. James Harden would have to make 817 more threes in his career to match Ray Allen. How old is James Harden? 31. Hmm. 30. 30. 30. He's 30 years Last old. season he scored 378 threes. Just last season,
1: just last season, yes. So based on that, yeah, with the logic. volume
0: of threes he shoots, he, he could, could hit end that. up at number one. Yeah, unless Steph Curry comes back.
1: But the, yeah, that's so why I was like, Steph Curry's gonna come back, and he's gonna be lighting it up. He's gonna reach. He's gonna reach Ray Allen before Harden.
0: But it's gonna be Steph Curry and James Harden, obviously both given good health. At the top of that list, I feel like eventually. Yeah, like it's not gonna take those dudes long with the amount of threes they shoot nowadays. Like if if Ray Allen shot ten threes a game when he was playing, mm-hmm. he'd probably be up in the four thousands, maybe. Yeah, but that's why I think Steph and James are gonna eclipse him at some point. I don't know who's gonna end up at number one. I'm gonna guess it's Steph. Um, that's because Steph is like literally based his game around the three. Like he is that guy. The he, three point he shot. He used the three ball. He yeah. So. so but it's still amazing that we're witnessing two guys who are making history in that department mm-hmm. and climbing up the ladder on there. So congrats to James Harden. That's uh our weekly dose for this week. We're looking forward to what the NBA has for us in this coming week. So uh tell us your thoughts. Uh tell us what you think about what we discussed. Maybe there was even a dunk that we missed. And we didn't even mention it, Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I did my fact checking, and those were the top three that I saw. But you let me know, Wayne. Any final thoughts? No, man. Uh, Kawhi, I miss you. Hope you're doing great over there in L.A. Love you. Um,
1: yeah, just make sure you write me back. I sent you a bunch of letters, and you never respond. But it's okay. <laughs> like
0: I'm, I'm just waiting. It's cool though. Love he'll you, get, man. He'll get back to you eventually. <laughs> Follow us at three n d underscore pod on Twitter. Also, make sure you check out our mini pod that we posted this past week, our top five NBA celebrations. It's a fun one. You don't want to miss it. So check it out. Mm-hmm. So we will see you guys next week on this podcast called Three 3ND. Peace out. Bye.